Cubs fans, welcome to Cubs on Tap, presented by On Tap Sportsnet. I am Brian Mishler, and I'm here with a co-host of mine, Ethan. Not not too much to be excited about tonight, but how are you doing tonight, Ethan? Uh, yeah, tough loss. Uh, hate to see it, especially the way that uh, they came back. But you know, we'll get back at it tomorrow. Yeah, it's just hard to see. That couldn't have been more of a gut-wrenching loss. The Cubs actually showed some mental fortitude and some resolve for the first time basically all season in their um, three runs in the bottom of the ninth to tie it up. And what do you know, not not seven, eight minutes later, Kimbrell gives up an absolute bomb to, to center field to Carpenter on a dead red first pitch fastball that was obviously not supposed to catch that much of the plate. But, I mean, Kimbrell's been unhealthy all year, but it's not really an excuse. He's been ineffective and just not really what the Cubs paid for. Yeah, I mean, with all the hype that surrounded this game, just because of how big it was, um, obviously the the Rizzo return was big as well. Um, I feel like it was just going to be a good sign. Kimbrell's back, Rizzo's back, saw Baez in there as well. Um, feel like it was really unexpected from him tonight. You know, I think there was a lot of hype, too, when they were going to get him back. And, um, yeah, it just was not a good look. Uh, tough fastball, but Matt Carpenter just, he breaks. So. Yeah, I mean, the thing that makes that as bad as it, it, as it gets is because Carpenter's actually, I mean, he's had some good years, like you're saying. He's a very formidable player. But he's not been good this year. He has a 7-10 OPS. He was literally sent down to AAA at one point this year to refigure out his swing. So, I mean, that's just the state of the 2019 Cubs. Matt Carpenter, he's had a very bad year. It's a, it's a go-ahead bomb in the top of the 10th in a, in a must-win game against Craig Kimbrell, who was supposed to be their dominant closer that they paid for. So it's just, it couldn't have been, like it, it's it's tough to be mad at this point because yeah, it's just, I, I, it's it's just expected. Been, it's yeah, expected. I mean, like, I, at this I, point, I, you just expect it to happen. Yeah, I, you're almost shocked that the like I feel like three years ago when they were in the World Series, it was like not a surprise that the Cubs could have done what they did, um, and I think that kind of disproved the that it's changed in Chicago. Like now, it's like can we do it? And when we do it, it's a surprise instead of. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, we do this on a regular basis. Yeah, I agreed. I was surprised they mustered up three runs in the bottom of the ninth. But honestly, when when Carpenter, right when it hit that, he's he swung and hit it. I was like, yeah, that's gone. And I'm not really surprised at all. You kind of expected that to happen. And like you said, it's just 15 months of very, very inconsistent average play. Ever since the All-Star break of last season, the Cubs have just been just awful to watch, to be honest. It's just not, it's not fun baseball. Like Theo said last week, underachieving, uninspiring baseball. And it's not like this has been just a random spur or even the, the past couple months or even just this season. Dating back from the All-Star break last season, the Cubs have been an embarrassment. Yeah, at this point, 
I don't even know what would change that. I, I think tonight was kind of... Going into the game, and I talked about it too with Rizzo, I feel like that was just all the momentum. The Cubs had the momentum going into that game. Hendricks looked really good early. Um, obviously, they just beat us on the base hits, but it's, it's what has killed the Cubs all year. So um, the bullpen that looked really good for the last couple of weeks, again, didn't, wasn't all on the bullpen, but Hendricks had a decent start, and then the offense rallies for the first time in forever. And like you said, the guy we paid millions of dollars for blows it on his first appearance coming off the injured list. Yeah, it was actually after a nasty, his first, um, the first batter, I actually forget who it was, but absolutely filthy. So he gets a three, I think it was Dexter Fowler, actually, it might have been. Could be wrong. Yeah, it was, but yep, he, yep. he strikes him out on a nasty 3-2 fastball up and away, and then the next pitch just, dead, like, yeah, I just, I was starting to get my hopes up, because when Kimbrell went in, I was like, this, I'm not liking this. But then after the first up-bat, I said, okay, maybe he's actually 100% healthy. And then what do you know what happened? But, I mean, honestly, maybe it's – this is dating back to what you said last time we had a Cubs on tap. Now I'm thinking I, I kind of just hope this team doesn't make the playoffs and they just start over and just need an October off. And they just get – I don't know. But I, I just don't see this team really doing anything, even if it went – limps its way to a wild card game and I don't want to watch them in the wild card game if they're just going to put up some of these games like they have been the past three last three games yeah it's the next three days are going to be very interesting um they got to win all three to even even like they have to there's there's no margin for error anymore well, now, yeah, four games back with the Brewers winning, too. Yes, uh, they might, it's the Brewers. Yeah, like, unbelievable what's going on with them. I hate to say it, but I think Christian Yelich just, he got those guys together, and I don't, I don't know. The Brewers, I feel like, are a team that always pick it up late. Yeah. They'll have, those, they'll have those midsummer peaks. They'll start to cool off come late August, and then all of a sudden in September, here they come. So uh, it's kind of expected from them, but... Yeah, uh, tonight's game pretty much wrapped or summed up this season in yeah, one remember night. When, remember when Joe Madden rested all of his guys in June and July to, so they'd be healthy and ready to, to, to have the energy in September? I mean, how, how's that looking right now? I mean, obviously there's a lot more issues on this roster construction than Joe Madden, but, I mean, the writing's been on the wall all season. I, I don't think he's what this team needs at all. And the Cubs have been painfully, just brutally average this year. They went on a 13-2 and two stretch in the end of March and early April. And other than that, they're like, I think, two games under 500. So it's just like they went on one nice run. Other than that, they're just, they're just a 500 team. And I don't, I don't understand. Cubs fans, I, I even get overly optimistic at times. I mean, but like how were we able to convince ourselves that this team could do damage in the postseason after sweeping the Pirates at home? Like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just been a tough season. Um, I can't even, like, I'm speechless at this point. Like, to be a Cubs fan and watch this change so quick from the last couple of years, just the decline in the manager, the decline of 
just the overall play. It's just been brutal. So I'm hoping that we get a fresh start here next season. Um, whoever it may be, David Ross, question mark. That's who I'm I voting for. Yeah, I think it's going to be David Ross or George Girardi, to be honest. It, I, well, did you... Uh, the latest article said that uh, he was the top choice, but Jed declined to comment on it. Yeah, I mean, he's, so they're not crazy. Gonna... They're not going to comment on anything, but I 100% guarantee you they're contacting people. They probably did months ago. I mean, that's just a smart thing to do. I mean, I think the thing that David Ross, I feel, would bring in is he's got that player-coach vibe. You know, and I feel like it's... I I think going back to the World Series, that was what Joe Madden was, but he just got older. I feel like like the style of play that the Cubs had was Joe Madden's decline. Yeah, I mean... Well, other man, you know, the look at the Astros. I mean, like, I understand the, I, what, you're, what you're saying, but it's just like, I don't... Because Joe Madden's obviously a player-first type of coach, and I think when you're... If you get rid of him, you can't hire a player's first manager. And I know David Ross has not managed before, but he knows these guys... On a personal level, he played with them. He won a World Series with them. So I struggle right. to understand the concept of not only firing a player first, man- well, not firing, but not extending a player first manager and then bringing on one of their former teammates. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's the exact same type of managing style. I don't, you know, I don't know. I feel like the connect, I feel like the connection that Ross has with that team would almost motivate them to be better. I mean, hopefully, yeah. I, mean, I think that's some of the logic. At least that's my logic on it. But I, I don't know. I feel like it would be a good hire. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't. I would be happy with either uh, David Ross or George Girardi. The only reason I like George Girardi is because he would not put up with any of the complacency, the lackadaisical baseball, the outs on the base pass. Uh, the airs in the field. I mean, they were kicking it and throwing it all over the diamond. They have the past, like, all year, really, but it's been really even more evident the past two weeks. So it's just all those types of mental and physical mistakes that this team should not be making. If that, like, Joe Girardi would not put up with that. He wouldn't be afraid to bench guys. He would, the team would be way more disciplined, and that's why I tend to favor him. But, I mean, you can't really... The point is they need the team needs a change of environment and change of scenery. And we can harp on the change of manager all night long. We have been. They're also, I mean, the front office, I normally always back the front office. And I really do think body of work, they've done a great job in Chicago. But this lineup construction, it's not, it's, it's just not good enough. There's I obviously mean- holes. In terms of that, it's sad that this has been the most consistent lineup we've seen all season, and it's nearly October. Yeah, and it's like I it's can't tell you the last time. Or, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I can't tell you the last time that we saw a lineup be the same for four days this entire that's, season. That's Joe Madden, but yes, I agree. Yeah, and I, injuries too. But don't I if. Cubs fans rationalize, or even the front office rationalize them not winning the division or making the playoffs because of injuries. That's just 100% inaccurate. They've been an average team all year. They should have ran away from the division when they were healthy and 
uh, June and July, and the Cardinals were not healthy. At one time, Ozuna and Carpenter were out at the same time, and the Cubs didn't make up any ground in the division, and that's because they were too busy giving Daniel Descalso and Albert Amora bats. But, uh, I mean, it's too late to even start to complain about this, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, we. I think people were complaining about it a long time ago, um, and it's just been so evident. You look back on that now and say, if this was the lineup at the beginning of the season, could you imagine what this team would have been? Yeah, honestly. Healthy. A healthy, a healthy lineup. You know, I understand, obviously, with Horner and with Baez, but, yeah, the Daniel Descalso thing, I never really understood that one. Um, Mora I like as a, as a, a player, but, uh, you know, he was so clutch the last couple of years, and this year just went down the drain for him, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of, and even Hap, he was a lot better, but when he was called up, but he's also started to struggle. I mean, he's a lot better than Almora, but it's hard to be worse than Almora. And it's just going back to the front office, they need to retool. I mean, they're not going to have a fire sale and give up the next two years of this window. I mean, it's the MLB. You're not going to win your division every year unless you're the. And lastly, the Dodgers, which seven straight years winning a division is absolutely unheard of. And just because you don't make the playoffs one year, which might happen this year, doesn't mean a World Series window is over. They do need to retool the lineup. You get Hamels off the books. You get Zobris off the books. You get Brandon Morrow off the books. You actually have a decent amount of money to play around with in this free agent market. I mean, you could either re-sign Castellanos, or go go with Garrett, try to get Garrett Cole or Anthony Rendon. I would try to go with the two former or the two latter rather than go with Castellanos. I mean, you say that to a Cubs fan and they act like you're nuts just because, I mean, rightfully so, Castellanos has been phenomenal as a Cub, but that doesn't necessarily mean they absolutely have to extend him in the offseason. I think they'd be better with a guy like Anthony Rendon or an ace like Garrett Cole because they already have a lot of outfielders. But it's just there's a lot of different things you need or little different things they could do. But the point is they need more contact. I mean, I in baseball right now it's an OPS-type league. You have to be able to slug and draw walks. But at the same time, the Cubs are the worst – I, I could be, I know they're bottom of the league in contact rate, but I don't know if it's the worst, but I know it's the worst of any playoff contender by far. So they're just not, they just don't get the bat in the barrel enough. They're, they're kind of a two outcome type of, or a three outcome type of team, a walk, a strikeout, or a home run. And you can't sustain, there's no sustainability in, all, in, the, in the offensive lineup when it's like that. And it's why they've been so inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, uh, you pretty much have said it all. I, I think you've pretty much summed up every Cubs fan's thoughts this entire season. 100%. Yeah. And th- another reason why I would say don't go after Castellanos is I think Wilson Contreras, he's a horrible defensive catcher. He's proven it the last couple last couple of weeks after coming back from his injury. He needs to be out in the outfield. And then Victor Caratini is way too good to be on the bench two out of every three games. So 
I mean, they have a lot of a lot of really, really, really tough decisions to make this offseason. And I really hope Theo and Jed have the balls to make these tough decisions because they haven't really made a, a big risk ever since the last big risk was tw- was trading Eloy Jimenez for uh, Quintana almost two years ago. So they need to make some big risks this this offseason and, tr- and just trade some guys because the, the roster needs a massive shakeup. Well, I think with the Garrett Cole signing, which I, I'm in 100% in on. Um, that would I, take I, all their money. Yeah. yeah. I think that at that point, you know, are you willing to – I mean, look at the history of guys that they've signed. I mean, look at you, Darvish. Look at, um, yeah, I mean, he was the prime reason, or the prime example, I should say, of why we don't go all in on Garrett Cole. I think, yeah, but... I think there's a lot of guys on the roster right now, Schwarber, Hap. Um, you know, it, I personally, I'm not into trading Contreras, but, you know, to each their own. I think there's some decent trade market for those guys, especially from the American League. I so. think Schwarber could get a uh, – see, it's really tough. I don't know. I don't think Hap and Almora and Russell have much trade value. You'd be lucky to get a mid-level prospect out of them. Schwarber I could see maybe in the AL. but like, I mean, I think he's got the best chance. Of those four, yes, I agree. To get something Easily. decent out of it, yeah, 100%. But, the thing is, uh, how much is DH really worth though? Because he's having he has no value in the field, so I don't, I don't think a DH is really even if he's a good DH, he's he's not worth too much because he's just he's doing nothing in the field. So I I, just, I get that. I feel like there's a lot. I mean, look at the American League. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams in that league that are looking to get young guys, and at least a guy that can come off the bench in certain times and even if you need it, play the field. So yeah. I feel like he's got the best. Um, I don't know. I feel, I, Castellanos is a re-sign, in my opinion. But, yeah, but the thing but, is, if you re-sign Castellanos, you, don't, you can't do anything else with, like, besides, like, mid-level moves. Like, you can't well, make a big splash. Like, that would be your big splash of the free agency. Yeah. Um, I, I almost feel, I, I don't know, I think he likes it here. From what I've seen, he seems I to be really Cousins. digging the Cubs. I'm, yeah, I love I, him, and he loves Chicago, but that doesn't mean you I have feel, to resign. But does he? Would he want to take a pay cut to play here? It's something that I'd be interested I in looking at. I highly doubt it because he hasn't been paid yet. I, I, I doubt it. That's just something that I'd be interested to see what happens with. But I mean, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of ways that they could go this off season. Um, both the guys that you named obviously are guys that could improve this team both pitching uh and offensively so you gotta have faith in the front office that's that's pretty much it these guys have proven that they know what they're doing so let's see if they can do it this off season. because if it ends up being the same way next season then i think that there's going to be a massive shake up yeah, more than be... just the managerial staff oh yeah if they were to... yeah you're completely right if this is the was the year 2020, they would be fire. They would have a fire sale of their of their core, but they're gonna. They're definitely gonna um, change things, some things up, and go after it again. 
I mean, we can t- sit and talk about what changes they're going to make all, all day long, but the point is there will be a very different clubhouse next year, not only from the managerial perspective, but also from the player point of view. It's going to look very different, and if it doesn't, then the front office has failed, if, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think the guys up front, Theo, Judd, know that changes need to come. So it would be a shock to me if nothing happens or we don't even throw in bids on those top guys. That would shock me a little bit. But I think I feel like they know what they have to do after this season. Because from the fan perspective and just from the baseball perspective overall. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that this front office is really good at is being proactive. I, I, I bet Theo and Jed have been talking about what they would do if what has happened, ha- like what happened has happened five months ago. They already were like, okay, if we end up not winning the division and maybe even not making the playoffs, this is what we're going to do moving forward. So they're very proactive in what they do, and I guarantee you they have a strong sense of what they're going to do moving forward even regardless if the Cubs squeak into the playoffs and make a run because just randomly getting hot in the October and let's say they randomly get hot and make the NLCS doesn't mean that that saves the season and what has happened over the course of 162 games didn't happen you know what I mean so yeah plan Z type yeah if all else fails yeah, so, I mean, yeah, we've harped on pretty much everything right now. There's going to be a lot of different – I mean, the season's not over. They, I mean, they're only one game back from the second wild card spot. But I think if they it, don't win – if they don't win the next three, they, they, they are not going to win the division. That is a fact. Yeah, it, I think it was the way that it ended was kind of just like, you know, we're just a depleting moment. Yeah. Um, but there is still three games left. They got another three. Who knows? But yeah, the momentum just, it was a back and forth, but St. Louis obviously just walked away with the most momentum going to tomorrow. So, and Alec Mills is starting tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I mean, just roll out the best nine again and give it, give it another shot. Give it your best shot. The Cubs did show some resolve, although not much to be happy about. So I don't really have anything left to say. Ethan, what about you? Let's just stick with it. It's a long ride. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, and as always, go, go, go.